guys? Evolutionary.org radio coming your way. Episode 407. Steve Smee here and the Rickster. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Good, good. So, guys, this is episode number 407. We got some five excellent steroid-related and fitness-related topics coming your way. So the first one we're going to bring in Rick. Because, Rick, I think you had mentioned you had a little experience with this. What to do about gynecomastia bitch tits that you develop as a teenager. It's called pubertal gyno. Well, it you know, when you're a teenager, what do you do about it? You just ride that shit out because as a teenager, you want your endocrine system as a young man to just do what it's supposed to do. And you should, your gyno that you have as a teenager should go away on its own unless you become obese and unless you, you, and unless some of your lifestyle habits make it so that it is, it gets worse. Really, when it comes down to it, you should, you really should just get rid of it. It should go away on its own. Those glands should just get smaller on their own. If you are a man, a guy in your late twenties, early thirties, and you're still experiencing or seeing some of that gyno, it's, it's never going away. You still have a hard lump there, hard mass there when you touch it. If you're in a, if, if you're in an extreme case, you might just need to go in for the surgery. Look, the guy to go to is Dr. Blau. Dr. Blau is out here in New York and Dr. is B-L-A-U, Blau, yeah, that's him. I did an interview with Dr. Blau almost 14 years ago. And 14 years ago, he was the best gynecomastia surgery in the country, in my opinion. So he's probably still is. He's still uh, operating. He's still active. So check out Dr. Blau. He is the man. Uh, if you if you got a little bit gyno, but you're also fat. See, you got a problem if you have like you're sporting a little bit of a six pack, but you got hard gyno. That's a fucking problem. If you're a fat guy. If you're 20% body fat, 18, 19% body fat even, and you see a little bit of gyno, you got to lose that body fat first to see what's there. You know, you got to, you got to lose the body fat to see what is, what is there to see what, what your body does and how your chest shapes and look, and there are guys out there. I've seen before and after pictures on Dr. Blau's website, huge guys with muscles, man, ripped abs. And they got those sugar tits. They got those pointy female nipple sugar tits. I've the pictures on Dr. Blau's website. Now, if you're a fat guy and you got sugar tits, what do you call them sugar tits? Because it looks like a little pile of sugar being poured over. Like just pretend you're pouring sugar on a table. It'll make a little mountain. It's just a funny way of calling it. And if you're a fat guy and you got sugar tits, then it's, it kind of goes with the territory, dude. Hate to fucking tell you. But if you got... If you can pinch a good chunk of uh, fat of your belly and you got sugar tits, it's, 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 it's the combo. You got the combo. You got the kit. Now, if you got abs, if you got fucking sterations on your upper chest, like you look ripped and then you got little sugar tits, that's surgery time, boy. That's you got to go in and do it. I think if you if you're a fat guy and you got some sugar tits. Uh, maybe not the worst idea to run a little bit of Novodex um, right along with a cutting diet. 
fuck a cycle. Don't, don't if you're a fat guy, don't do steroids, please. Just please, dude. If you're 20% body fat, you just don't it's just stay away from the fucking steroids. It's not it's not your thing yet. Okay. And just just a little bit of Nova and just regular cutting diet, good weight loss, and see where that gets you. See if that improves the look of your chest. If you see that 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 everything in your body else in your body improves, but your chest still has heart mass under it, and you still and you still got sugar tits, then time to give Dr. Blau a call. And that's the only way you're gonna get through it. But if you kind of like me, where I keep my body fat low and I use a little bit of Nova with pretty much every cycle, almost everything I do, even then, you know, you'd be fine. Look, me, when I when my body fat gets high, when I get over, you know, 14% body fat, 15% body fat, 13, which which I can be, I can be 14% body fat one or two months out of the year sometimes for whatever reason. I'm I'm up there now because I've had tennis elbow issues and I've had a couple of surgeries in my mouth, which has made me change my lifestyle greatly. And when I get up there, I see my my nipples are start to to get that little sugar tit kind of lookish to them a little bit when my body fat just is, is, is just a, is in the mid teens, mid low teens. So for me, it's even there. I have to be at, you know, 10, 10 to 12% body fat for my chest to look round. And even when it looks round, there's still a little bit of fat mass right under the nipple. Uh, and I just, I've just decided to live with it at 40 it doesn't bother me my chest you couldn't you couldn't look at me and say oh you've got you've got guy you know uh you got kind of come out here when you were a kid i just keep it under control keep my body fat low um put throw nova at the situation here and there um i had a nice stash of topical anti-estrogen topical formis thing which got accidentally destroyed now so I, I, don't, I don't have that anymore i'm gonna try to figure out what's a good option to that and, uh, and yeah, that's it, man. That's it. What, uh, what else do you have, Steve? The next one we're going to talk about is newbie using Diana Bull advice. So Diana Bull, guys, one of the most dummy-proof steroids out there. It's so simple to use. You can just run 10, 15, up to 30. Some guys even run 50 milligrams a day. You can run it for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Seven, eight weeks is pushing it. Um, you want to keep an eye on your liver, but it's really simple to run. If you run it at a low dose, you may not need an AI. If you run it at a moderate to high dose, I would run an AI with it and run some aromacin. And then you're going to want to run the N2 guard with it for your liver support. But it's really easy to use. Um, I don't have any issues with guys running orals as their first cycle. I know guys have been running orals for 20 years. They just don't want to inject they're scared of the needle. They don't want needles around their house. They just don't want to go down that path. So they run orals and it gets the job done. They'll run little, the nice thing about these short little oral cycles, they're in and out of your system quick. So you don't get shut down for long periods of time. So you can recover actually quicker from running d as a cycle. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just running Diana Bowl by itself. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that the nice thing about what it's going to do for you, it's going to basically flush water into your muscles. Your muscles are mostly made of water. It's going to make your muscles bigger with all that water. It's going to increase strength very rapidly. It's going to increase your appetite very rapidly. And it's going to really make you feel good. I mean, Diana ball is pretty much 
testosterone in oral form, but it's even better because it doesn't have, you know, a long, you know, a long half-life. It doesn't have an ester attached to it where it's going to be in your system a long period of time once you stop using it. So it's very flexible. So it's kind of like a running a very flexible version of testosterone. And it's something that you can start using. And literally within a few days, you can go in the gym and notice your lifts in improving. So it's a, just one of the more dummy proof steroids out there. And, you know, it's, it's something you can definitely do. Just you can take some, some of my ideas I just gave you and apply them to yourself. What do you think, Rick? Um, look, if you're a newbie, it's your first cycle. You can go as little as five milligrams of D-Wall a day. You can go as little as five NGs, no AI. Unless you were prone to gynecomastia, like we just discussed in our last section here, uh, unless you have gynecomastia from when you were a kid, chances are that that D-Wall is not going to do much in the way of being harmful as far as aromatization goes. And even as Debo does aromatize a little bit, that estrogen is going to help your gains quite a bit. You go as little as five milligrams, go as little as, as 10 milligrams. I mean, guys, between five to 10, 10 is a lot, but I mean, five to seven, eight milligrams a day of testosterone. That's all your body makes, natural testosterone. That's all it makes. It's about that much. So when you take five to 10 milligrams of Dianamol, now a, a, a stronger synthetic steroid, you're more than doubling what your body can already produce naturally. So when, if any guys out there think that they're not going to get much from five, 10 milligrams of Dianabol, well, look, you're in, in essence, doubling the amount of androgens your body has already anyway. And you're doubling it with something that's stronger. It's methylated synthetic hormone. So just, uh, that's it. That's all I got, Steve. What do you got? Next. I think Steve has left the building. Hey, Steve, where are you going? I'm not done yet. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an old one for sure. That was. Uh, where are you going? I'm not done yet. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Come on. What, what, what are you doing over there? You take your cat out for a walk while we do the podcast? Yeah, I'm actually looking for my cat, guys. See, responsibility, Rick. We talked about it on the last podcast. Responsibility. So next one we're going to talk about is why are some steroids expensive and some super cheap? So this one's for you because you're the um, economic guru on steroid use. So why is it like if I walk into – a pharmacy in a third world country and steroids are cheap as hell. And I walk in and, you know, I, I order steroids from a year East European source. They're expensive as hell and have them shipped to me, but then I see some steroids cheap. And then why are some steroids like Primo expensive and of expensive, but other steroids like Dianable and testosterone so cheap. Tell us the economics. Well, uh, some of it is is supply demand, obviously. Uh, testosterone is always going to be the cheapest because it's produced in such high quantities because it is prescribed 
to people that don't ever listen to this podcast or, or will ever hit the forums or will ever find out anything. They're just getting a shot from the doctor and going on with their lives and they don't care about anything else. And those are a ton of people. So testosterone is made quite a bit. I couldn't, this one I, I came up today. I, I'm going to research it way more and maybe this deserves a whole podcast. But my understanding now is, is that there is a bit of an additional process, not crazy, but there's a couple of additional steps in making some stuff like Primo, like Anavar, like Win, like Winstrow. And then, you know, a little bit extra step or two, a little extra ingredient or two that's needed to help cleave and move these molecules around to create the structure, right? I've discussed how all these steroids come from the root of a cactus is what which uses the substrate to, to begin making these hormones. It's the cholesterol that's in there, plant cholesterol, plant sterile, I believe. And they and in there is, is the structure needed for to make the steroid. So they use different processes to to cleave, to carve out what's uh, what's uh on this cholesterol molecule and just leave it leave the, the steroid, which is not far from what your testicles do uh, with what your Leydig cells do in your in your nuts with cholesterol i mean your your body uses cholesterol as the substrate as as what it's going to make hormones out of so we're kind of doing that with a cactus uh, plant in a lab and there is a little bit of extra a little bit of uh, extra um materials and things needed to to get the the molecules just right and this is what i've heard now i've also heard that it's just a popularity thing it's just it's just what it is. It's just what became. It's just how things played out. And so because these steroids have always been known to be expensive, then they'll, they've always been expensive all the way back from the guys manufacturing the steroid. They'll always charge more for Primovolin and for Anavar. And even right below that went Stroll and some of the Trambolone and some of the, some of these are the higher end stuff. And and it just became what it is. It just became the way the market works. And, and there, so, so I've heard both kind of versions. I think this is one of those topics that I really, really need to research. It's not been my cup of tea since I don't, I like knowing about manufacturing and some of these things, but I don't, I don't care because it's not my, my real business, but um, I'm going, I'm going to research this quite a bit more. I think this deserves a second look at a second podcast. I told you guys what I think I, what I think I know today, but I'll need more research and I'll, we'll touch up again on another podcast. What I do know about Anavar is Anavar, when it got banned in the late eighties, when um, it became very hard to get a hold of it. And what happened was, there was such a huge demand for it because Anavar had been used by the previous generation um, so much that they really loved it because it did not aromatize into estrogen like Diebel did. So they loved that it caused those dry, hard gains. So when it got banned, people were so desperate for it that those who had stocked up on it the actual pharmacy grade quality Anavar, they were able to sell it at really, really high prices. So then when it came back a few years later and then companies started coming in and started developing it again, 
they were able to take advantage of that supply and demand issue and keep the price elevated. So that's really the reason when I looked at this, the history of Animal Up, that that it became it, that it's so expensive. So those you know those are factors. You know when when things become illegal and hard to get, the price goes up. It's a supply and demand thing. So this could be one of the factors contributing. And like you said, right, testosterone is so widely available and so cheap to make that the price, you know, stays very, very low for testosterone. So that could be an issue. So definitely. Yep. So the next one we're going to talk about is, am I allergic to steroids? I keep getting a red itch. So just like anything else in life, guys, some people are allergic to things. Some people aren't. And your body also changes over time. You could get stung by a wasp and go into anaphylactic shock. Then a week later, get stung by a wasp and nothing can happen to you. So our allergies change. This is why like going to an allergy doctor and getting allergy tested is really, really dumb because when you get allergy tested at an allergy doctor, assuming they even do the test correctly, which, you know, who the fuck knows if that pretty girl that he hires is actually performing that allergy test correctly because it's easy to fuck that shit up. But assuming that they do, it's going to tell you what you're allergic to that very second. It's not going to tell you what you were allergic to when you were on your way to the allergy doctor. It's not going to tell you what you're allergic to the next day or the next day or a month later or a year later. So that's how allergies work, guys. Our bodies constantly change. I eat almonds for like two straight years, almost every day, okay? And I developed an allergy. I started sneezing after eating almonds. So I stopped eating them. Then I went back to eating them and I didn't have my allergies anymore. So our allergies come and go. Allergies definitely come and go. So same thing with steroid use. You may be allergic to the carrier oil or you may not be. Every injection may be different. Or you could be allergic to it throughout your whole cycle. And if you are, you need to change brands because having an allergic reaction to something constantly every time you inject is putting unnecessary stress on your body. So you need to try different brands, different carrier oils, and find one that fits. This is the beauty part of underground labs now is these underground labs are figuring out ways to actually create steroids that don't hurt to inject, don't have post-injection pain, don't cause allergic reactions. They use different types of carrier oils than some of the pharmaceutical companies do. And they're able to be creative and create injectable steroids that don't cause these types of problems. So they put in yeah. methylated stuff. Uh, I've been doing that for the last 10 years, putting methylated steroids into oils. It used to be, you used to have to get Winstrol, for example, in a water-based solution. Sometimes the Winstrol would, would clump up when you're in the, in, in the solution. It'd be hard to get through a needle. You'd have to warm it up under hot water each and every shot to make sure that it 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 shot nicely um i mean now they've, they've got it in oil it's nice they, they've been doing some really and the concentrations of how much sauce and how much juice they get into each ml it's, it's been climbing steadily too so finish your thoughts on this topic rick and then we'll go to the next topic i've seen it happen before i've, I've had guys complain to me that they got 
the stuff from their source and every time they they shoot they get itchy all over their body for the next day or so it's so isolated and it happens maybe with maybe with certain bottle or certain this or that that it's it's hard for anyone to really pinpoint and tell you exactly what's going on you know it's 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 can be isolated doesn't happen all the time um i've seen it happen a lot with when there's when when guys are shooting um stuff like trembolone uh they'll get some some itchiness but you know it's it's hard to say man allergic to steroids i don't i don't know maybe some of the carriers some of the stuff in there but the actual the actual hormone itself because what's an allergy is, is your body trying to react to something it thinks is an invader it thinks is a foreign body you know a reason people experience a lot of allergies nowadays is because our bodies have always been fighting something we've we've almost always had some kind of lice almost always had some kind of stomach parasite it's only been the last few hundred years that we've gotten rid of most of our parasites i mean lice was even a problem in schools back when my mom used to go to school is it a problem today not fucking really you don't have a lot of a lot of lice issues at schools not like you did back when my mother when my grandmother was was in school so you were always being exposed to some kind of parasite you know lice that spin fucking saliva on your, your scalp i mean and so your body's always reacting to these things now when you were free of parasites when you've never had lice in your life when you've never had a tapeworm <laughs> you've never had hookworms you've never had anything right your body is primed and looking for for fight is looking for that invader it's looking for what the fuck is there and so certain chemicals certain compounds will create those kind of reactions uh, look is is the reason why when you look at a breakdown of what goes into vaccines there's all types of shit in there that's poisonous reason is if they just introduce the, the dna into your body without all these other things your body might not react to it. You might, you might your body might get rid of it, not even making a big fuss. But if you introduce the DNA and behind it, you introduce some of these other uh, poisons. Basically, your body will have a shock, a reaction to it, and it'll automatically start to make antibodies for, to that DNA because it it thinks is it thinks is what's making you feel like this. So your body can go and can develop some sort of reactions to some of these solvents and some of the stuff in these steroids um it's just something uh something no be aware of man this is a broad answer i, I don't have a clear cut answer on what what it is that's happening i just gave you guys a bunch of ideas hopefully it'll it'll help anybody out there who, who's running into this situation the last one we're talking about is trt for your father so this is a really bad idea uh, the misconception out there, and I've heard some people say this, is that testosterone is natural in the body and it's healthy for our heart. And, you know, that's just ignorance, you know, in play. Your body produces the amount of testosterone that it needs. When you add testosterone to your body, you're going to take more than what your body wants. So, one of the things, one of the arguments I have with guys who are on TRT, because when people are on TRT, they're going to defend their TRT use. 
And they're going to say that, oh, you know, I'm doing my body a good favor by doing going on TRT. But here's the thing. If your body had low testosterone before, there's a reason for that. Your body is trying to compensate for something by having low testosterone. It's trying to actually help the organs. It's kind, it's, it's using, it's, it's, it wants lower inflammation in the body. So when you add TRT to your body, especially when we're talking our, our parents, our grandparents, let's say someone in their 60s or 70s, you take TRT and you run TRT at more than what your body is supposed to produce at that age, you're not doing your heart any favors. You're causing inflammation in your body. It's a huge mistake. You're going to increase the chance of stroke, of heart attack. So it is really not a good idea to put your parents or grandparents on TRT. You think you're doing them a favor. You think, oh, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to help my dad, you know, with his libido. I'm going to help my dad feel better and stuff. You're not, you're actually shorting, shortening their lifespan. The only way you should be on TRT, you should be, you know, having your parents or grandparents go on TRT. So if they're going to a legitimate endocrinologist who knows what they're doing and has their best interests at heart, they're as in your, your, your dad or granddad, not them as themselves. So stay away from most of these anti-aging clinics. They're for profit. They're the people working there are trying to put their kids through private school. They're trying to pay off their yacht. They don't care about your health. Most of them do not. Find a good, honest endocrinologist who's not trying to put you on a lot of stuff just to make money off of you. That's, that's the key. It's like going to a car dealership. Why on earth in 2021 would you ever walk into a car dealership? You're going to get screwed. They're not trying to help you. They're trying to screw you. So there's absolutely no reason to walk into an anti-aging clinic because they're trying to screw you. They're not trying to help you. So, you know, that's my advice on it, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, you really need to be careful. Um, I, I just, it just flabbergasts me when I have clients come to me and they're on 200, 250 milligrams a week of testosterone. It doesn't make any sense. Your body does not produce that naturally. So why would you go on it just to feel good? It doesn't make any sense. You should be taking a proper TRT dose. You shouldn't be taking twice what your body would have produced at peak, at peak of, of your life, you know? So there's a reason you have low testosterone levels. There's a reason for that. You know, you should either fix that reason or you should run a correct TRT dose, not double what your body should naturally produce. So, you know, that's my thoughts on it, guys. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, I see so many people going on TRT who are even in their 20s, I mean, much less in their 60s. It's like Viagra or Cialis. Why in the world would you take Viagra or Cialis? If you're under 60 years old, why the fuck would you take Viagra or Cialis? These are drugs developed for fucking 80-year-olds. Okay, to get hard. They're not developed for 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. It's 20 and 30-year-olds taking this shit nowadays. You're telling me there's not something wrong with these people? There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. All right, that's not normal. So just realize, guys, very, very important, the whole TRT thing. 
if you run an excess amount of TRT, it is not heart healthy and it will shorten your lifespan. Just please listen to me on that and be smart. You've got cancer cells all throughout your body, especially in your prostate that are ripe for getting triggered. And if you run lots of testosterone as your TRT dose, you're running 200 milligrams a week of testosterone, you're triggering those cancer cells. That estrogen and those androgens are triggering those, those prostates, those uh, cancer cells in your prostate. So Rick, give me your final thoughts on this. Well, my, uh, my dad's on TRT now. He's uh, just a, about a year shy of being 60. When I was born, he was still a young man. And his life is much improved. He was, um, he, you know, he, he knows that I'm, I take steroids. He never understood it much. But seeing me get older in my, uh, in my ID, but not in my body, in my physique, in my abilities, has made him extremely curious about the lifestyle, extremely curious. He said to me, son, I wasn't like you at 38, 39, 40, like what, what the fuck? I've been giving him some of my supplements, HG Generate, N2Guard, he's been, N2Slin, he's been on these for, for years now. He's got good testosterone levels. His tests always come up really nicely, but he has a young wife now. She's in her thirties. Um, he still plays soccer competitively with guys his age group. Uh, you know, it's funny. They do. Once you are in the over uh, 55 uh, soccer leagues, instead of doing uh, two half times, they do uh, three, three, uh, uh, third, third times to give it more rest. This is kind of, I always make fun of them for that. And he found that the, the testosterone adding a little bit extra to his, to his regimen of herbals, he should generate and such is just giving him way better performance. He felt better on the field. He felt better smashing his, his young wife. He felt better all around. And I also uh, put him onto the wonders of Cialis, just five milligrams every third day. What it can, what it can do for a guy his age. And he's extremely happy. I explained to him, obviously, all of the issues that could come with it, all of the problems that could come with it. I explained to him all the problems I've had. I mean, this is my dad. So if I, if I try to do a good job for you guys here, you can be sure that I, did, I gave him the best consultation I've ever given to anyone in their life. And I follow him through, did his blood work before and after. I have him come off of this stuff. He's got a doctor local that he works with and he is extremely happy. I mean, like I said, just like five bags of Cialis every, every third day or so um, doing a little bit of sauce. He only cycles it uh, cause he's got decent testosterone levels for his age because he takes HG generate and has been since I put the product out on the market. He's always loved it. And he, he feels good. It improved his life. He feels younger. He put on some muscle mass. He lost some body fat. And he understands all of the risks, fully understands all of the risks that are associated with it. And, and to be fair with you guys, anybody out there listening and hearing this and thinking about putting their, their father on TRT, look, he really came to me and asked me and really, really stayed after me over it. 
you know it's the reason why i said all right that let's let, let's talk about this seriously because i mean it was it was a couple of years man since i guess since i was yeah 37 38 that he's just seen me and and seen that i'm not deteriorating he um he's been after me asking me about this asking me about that he knows i juice didn't know much about it he's asking me about stuff he reads on the news and he really asked to be brought into the lifestyle. He really, so I said, look, let's get you a doctor to check your blood work, whatever your doctor says goes. And I can help you a little bit on the side here, but I really, you're my dad. I, I'd have a hard time really consulting you fully. I think we, we'd have, we need a doctor. And as long as your doctor's on board, I'll get creative with you. I helped, I've helped them come back from injuries with, with Osterin and, and TB 500. I helped them improve his cardio um for uh for playoffs one time at gw i mean look these are old man i mean i feel kind of bad he's he's cheating in a, in a sense but i'm sure there's probably other guys on the otrt he's just uh it, it just sat well with him so you know it's my daddy he's he asks he he pursues this thing he still he still plays at a competitive level you know he he's, he plays on about three different soccer leagues to be honest with you guys, he has like two games on Sunday and one game on Saturday. His tough game is the game on Saturday because he plays guys that are 40 and above. Then on Sunday, he plays in a 50 and above league and then another league for 55 and above. And those are his two easy games. And he's he's 59 now, 58. So it, it just it, that, that's just my that's been my experience with it. Like I said, uh, he's got a doctor checks his blood work sticks his finger up his ass just you know that he gets all this stuff done by a by a, a, another party because i the proximity that him and i have i i just don't feel i could i could really i think i need some help so that, that's how it is that's how we did it and um yeah man my dad is uh my dad's a happy camper right now his life's changed and he feels good and and he's performing for his uh for his 30 something year old wife so that's got to be good right all right, guys, so that sums it up, guys. We'll have another episode coming next week. Hate the questions coming. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.